Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobsmeyer and Joey Nagel. Hello. What's up, guys? All right, we got a, a lot to talk about. There is a lot to break down. And I'm not, I'm not very happy with the Red Sox right now. I was just saying how I was going to come into this being like, it's okay, Bloom still got time. There's still time. There's still free agents out there. But events in like the past hour or so kind of have changed that. The Blue Jays last night signed George Springer and Kirby Yates, by the way. They got Kirby Yates, George Springer, and now Michael Brantley. So they take three big free agents off the market and into our division. So that's concerning on multiple levels. And now this quote, I want to lead off with this because this, this is really bothering me. This quote, this piece of an article, or I don't know what it is, but it says in recent days, conversations with multiple agents who have recently spoken with the Red Sox have revealed a common theme. Though the Red Sox have at least preliminary conversations with a dozen of free agents, it appears the club has been looking for bargains or in the words of one agent, really team friendly deals to this point in the offseason. I would imagine they have bid on a number of free agents, but fell well short given their approach, another agent said. So, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, the, the whole offseason, it's the Red Sox are interested. They've been interested in every living, breathing human who's out there on the free agent market. But that interest is useless if you don't make a move on that interest, if you don't start turning that interest into deals. And based on this quote... It seems like all they're trying to do is just show that they're interested to kind of like make the fan base think, oh, we're out there looking at these big name guys too. But it's starting to seem like they're not willing to actually make any kind of big move. It seems like they're still stuck in save money, stay under the luxury tax, small, um, good bang for your buck moves, which I don't understand why that's what our approach is. The quote made it sound like we did stuff already. They made it like the, the yeah. specifically uh... – at this point in the offseason, it made it seem like you just made a big move and now we're kind of like waiting out. We're not. We haven't done much. We haven't made anything really impressive. So it was a little – the wording there definitely made me think. But It's just really frustrating. I mean, we traded Mookie to have financial flexibility. And what are we spending that money on? Like Matt Andres. Yeah, I, Matt no. Andres, that's it. I, I don't mean, understand what our vision is. We trade Mookie Betts, a generational talent, one of the best players in the M- MLB, the face of our franchise. We trade him for what? Money. So then money. what are we going to do with that money if it's not to make our team better and get back to competing? Like if we're going to trade him away to get under the luxury tax, to reset the penalties and be able to spend again, mm-hmm. why aren't we spending? The penalties are reset. That happened in 2020. So what's our goal yeah. here? What is our vision? What are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish if it's not building a competitive baseball team by spending money again. They, we joke about it, but it really seems like they're starting to become a small market team. Yeah. They're the Boston Red Sox. We're, I, I get, we're accustomed to the Dave Dombrowski, spend a ton of money, get a J.D. Martinez, Chris Sale, whatever. But I, I don't even need to expect that. I just expect willing to spend a realistic amount of money to make your team better when the options are out there. Like What I'm looking for is not crazy at all. Shane Green, that's not going to cost a lot, but that's a reliable guy in the bullpen. Jake Odorizzi, again, probably going to cost between probably 11 to 15 million a year. Again, and that's like a solid mid rotation starter. Um, Alex Colome, probably going to be a pretty cheap deal, but a good reliever. And then Michael Brantley, who left today, I didn't see what number he actually got. 
but I've been checking. It doesn't seem like it's none of this should be out of the Red Sox realm. Like we're we're the Boston Red Sox. At this point, when you're under the tax, you spent your year. It should not be out of our realm at all. It should be the guys we're looking at. Yeah, Chris Cotillo was talking about on Twitter last night how if the Red Sox want to stay under the luxury tax, they have about thirty million to spend. And then I was I asked them why do they still want to be under the luxury tax with the penalties reset? Are we small market now? What's going on? He said. It starts the system over again, I guess. No reason to do that when you're not a piece or two away from a championship caliber. But I'd argue that we are a piece away, a piece or two away from a championship caliber team. Because, like, we've talked about this on every episode. The offense is great. It's up there in the top offenses in the league. We just need pitching. And with Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez coming back, we're not that far away. Like, think about what our rotation would be like if we actually, like, signed Jake Odorizzi or Corey Kluber. You would have Sale... Erod, Odorizzi, Evaldi, and then Hoker Pavetta. That's a great rotation. Then the bullpen, you get Shane Green as a closer or some closer. You have a good bullpen there too. And then, then you have a good competitive team because you have stars on your team. You have members of that 2018 World Series team still left. Like you still have JD Martinez and Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts and all these players who are talented Major League Baseball players that can be on a competitive team playoff team i really don't understand what their vision is here what they're trying to do it is interesting to think that they don't think they're a piece away i mean if, if you take that that quote at its word but i don't know i i guess there are a few question marks do, are you really a piece or two away from a championship i don't know i guess i kind of can see them wanting to hold back if they don't believe so but i also don't believe how they I don't know how you don't have that opinion. That's the thing. We have a lot of talent. It's a little worrying. The biggest thing that just gets me is the whole like trading Mookie bets. What was the point of that? If you're not going to spend money, that's what really gets to me. And then I saw this thing the other day that really bothered me. Um, It was from some article talking about the Mets and the luxury tax and said um, it shouldn't be a concern considering the luxury tax thresholds likely will rise or disappear entirely in the next collective bargaining agreement, which is in 2022 season, next season. So that, that's great. That's real great. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so frustrating because like, I mean, that Mookie trade, that's going to go down as one of the worst moves in franchise history. Like, like Verdugo's, <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, like Verdugo's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And Jeter Downs could be, he could be great too, but you traded away, you know, the second best player in baseball in his prime, you know, one year removed from a world series and an MVP. You send him to a team where he wins the world series and is an MVP finalist, like in his first year there in his first year. And they sign him immediately before he plays a single game with them. Yeah. (laughs) They sign him to the monster contract that you could have afforded and you could have given to him, but you didn't because you wanted to save money to spend on what? What did we get this offseason? Nothing. We got Martin Perez, which is nice. Great depth move. I like it. I don't. And then Matt Andres. I mean, Matt Andres, is he going to do anything for this team? I hope not, because if he is, it's going to be a repeat of last year where you have people pitching for you who clearly do not belong in the majors. It's just so frustrating. And if this continues, I don't know how – I mean, 
Heim Bloom was thrown into a tough situation. The Mookie trade is not his fault. That's all ownership's fault. But so far, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't made his home run. He hasn't hit his home run yet. So, you know, hopefully I still trust him. Um, but, you know, time's running out. And, I mean, the fans are clearly frustrated. And, you know, you've fallen from grace so abruptly after winning that World Series. It's crazy. I mean, every take since that Mookie Betts trade has been with this final end goal of making doing something with that extra money. And it's very disappointing to see have, have all of that fall down because we haven't. You know, I, I just hate the waiting in the weeds. I guess we'll see, but man. Heim Bloom has been making great moves for a small market team. Like the last year's trade deadline, he traded Mitch Moreland for two solid prospects. He traded a month of Brandon Workman for Nick Pavetta and Connor Siebel. Those are good moves. He signed Hunter Renfro at a great team-friendly deal that keeps him under team control at a good price. But those aren't, those are just like compliment pieces. Those aren't like big name deals that are going to actually make your team significantly better. Like those are going to bolster some of the ends of the team or whatever, but, and plan for the future with prospects, but that's not how you get back to a win now mentality that ownership said that we would be going back to. So Heim Bloom, when he first came in, I expected him to make a lot of small under the radar moves. That's kind of his thing. That's what we can expect from him. But I don't think he's the right guy for Boston if he's not also capable of making bigger moves in a big market environment like Boston. If he's not willing to go out there and get a Michael Brantley or a, a George Springer, even a J- Jake Odorizzi or Corey Kluber, if he's not willing to spend money, then I don't think he's the right guy for Boston because that's kind of what makes Boston able to win so often is they have the fan base and the, the financial flexibility and the income to be able to spend. I It bothers me so much that we are sitting three weeks away from spring training starting and the, uh, the hot stove is finally starting to heat up and free agents are going and big names are getting taken off the board and the Red Sox aren't one of those teams taking them. Maybe, maybe Bloom is just the guy for two years. <laughs> Maybe he's just the guy for the two luxury tax under the luxury tax years. You know what I mean? Maybe he's that guy. A good plan. Thanks, mom. Thanks. <laughs> Joey, make sure you do the food plan. <laughs> for you, mess. Anyway, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe their vision is just two years out of high and bloom making these small moves. Maybe they don't want to admit that, but if he can't if he can't bring in the big fish, get him off my boat. Oh, that's dope, bro. It's a good that's point, a good actually. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even if that is the case, maybe he is a two-year guy. Maybe he's just here to kind of build the team for the future. But if he's building a team for the future, then why hasn't there been a Rafael Devers extension? Why are they talking about trading Andrew Benatendi, a 26-year-old? Why are they? Why did they trade the 14th-ranked prospect in the farm system, CJ Chatham, for a player to be named later or Cash? So even that vision doesn't really match up with what they're doing, which is why I'm just totally lost with what their goal is. It just seems like they're they're trying to be a fourth place team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it's ugly. It's really ugly. And we got problems with our roster size, and uh, it's not fun. 
I do want to talk about the Andrew Benatendi thing real quick. I was fully prepared to come on an emergency podcast when he got traded and just start freaking out, but then he didn't get traded. They said he would be traded last weekend. That didn't happen. I don't really know where we're at with that. I've seen a few different things saying he's still going to get traded. Peter Gammons was like, no, he can dunk now, so he's fine. They, they want to keep him. <laughs> I love Peter Gammons, but um, that's another thing. I don't get why you would trade Andrew Benatendi. He's 26 years old. He has his, like, I can understand trading a 26-year-old. That's not crazy because that has value. But the the issue there is after his 2020 season, or his 2020, like, 14 games, and a kind of rough 2019, he's at his lowest value ever in his career. Why would mm-hmm. you trade somebody at their lowest value? That, that's not smart business. That's not smart GMing. It just doesn't make sense, like, you want to trade a guy when he has peak value or at least some kind of value. That's not his lowest ever, because then you're just missing out because he still has potential to, I would argue, be an all-star in the future. He still has potential to be a great contact hitter. Also, also with power, also with fielding, also with speed. That's what they envisioned him to be when he was a prospect. He, he was a top ranked prospect who blew through the minors and let's not act like he hasn't had success in the majors. He almost made an all-star game in 2018. He, he was a big part of that 2018 team in terms of his fielding and, and that Arguably catch saved the season. He, yeah, he saved the season in Houston and he had that other great catch in the world series at Fenway. So, and he's had, uh, he's been up there in like, the best um, batting average with runners in scoring position in the league. Like he, he's constantly been driving in runs when there's been players on the bases. And I, I don't understand why everyone's like, I guess like the, what have you done for me mate, lately mentality, but that's not how you deal with a 26 year old player. Like Andrew Benatendi, who still has a bunch of potential. Like if you want to trade him fine, just wait until this year's trade deadline or something after he has a little bit of time to build his value back up. I don't get why you would, it doesn't make sense to me, but maybe that's why they haven't traded him yet. Maybe they realized, Oh, maybe we should wait a little bit on him. I don't know. But if they trade Andrew Benatendi and if they get back, what I've seen some of the potential deals say they would get back where you get like a minor leaguer and like a mid tier prospect or something then I don't even know. What are you doing? Like, what is the point of that at all? And it, like, I've seen some of the reasoning be like, oh, well, his contract's $6 million. They can clear $6 million. If we're at the point where you have to clear $6 million, then I, I don't even know what to say. We we Toronto. That's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, as you guys know, I was a Blue Jays fan for a year in 2015. I might have to, I might have to roll that back. <laughs> I might roll with the Mets now, you know? I'm a big Mets yeah. guy. I like yeah, what the Mets are doing. Recent news and everything, Joey. That's really- oh, oh, that's 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 ill-timed. Yeah, um, I, I like I like the players, uh, not the front office. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, but yeah, I would I would agree. I think this guy's got a lot of. There's something in the majors. You always, you always want this younger guy because you don't know, you know. But honestly, that what's that trope? That common thing? The devil I know is better than the devil I don't. I know that Benetton, can make plays. He has in the past. He's been a great, he has all the talents in the world. He still does. And he's not like he's old. So he's 26. I, I, he's not even in his prime yet. He's just yeah. about to enter. I, it. I don't understand. The idea it. of like a middling prospect really would bother me. So especially yeah. for the price yeah. that he's at. And 
the fact that we already have enough money, we don't need to cut that cap at all. It, it's insensical why they would ever move him at this point. I mean, getting a player like Andrew Benintendi for $6, every other team in the majors would say, that's a steal. Like that's I, a. I mean, you hope you hope he comes back from this injury, whatever the heck it is. I mean, they they in the front office know better than we do what what the heck went on there. Whether it was I think just it was like, like phantom injury to some extent. I, yeah, what well, he, I mean, he fell yeah. down and just missed the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I think he just. I don't know. I don't really. I wouldn't. I'd take twenty twenty with a grain of salt. Like the sample size yeah. was so small. I think it was just it was just a slow start, and he just got frustrated. And maybe he was a little bit banged up, and they just decided, hey, sit this one out. We're not going anywhere. We want that number one pick. So, which they I just saw this from Dan Shaughnessy. Um, Dan Shaughnessy just wrote an article saying, What's the Red Sox plan? Sam Kennedy says they're building back up rather than going all in. What's that supposed to mean? Okay. I mean, again, we're talking about the different paths that this team can take, the different visions where either you're building for the future or you're going win now. It kind of seems like they're in the middle. This quote doesn't make any sense to me. Like Building back up? What, what do you oh. mean? Like the only difference from the 28 team that won 119 games in the World Series, the only real difference is Craig Kimbrell, Joe Kelly, Mookie Betts, Rick Porcello, David Price. You can replace all those guys, except Mookie Betts, obviously. But you can replace Craig Kimbrell, get Shane Green as a closer. You don't even need a Craig Kimbrell-level player. Shane Green, some kind of closer out there. There you go. Joe Kelly, just another reliable reliever. And then Rick Porcello, David Price, Jake Odorizzi, and I don't know. Martin Perez. like <laughs> Martin Perez, Or, sure. t- or Tanner Whatever. Howe. You don't even need to match that level, though, because they won – a ridiculous amount of games and just steamrolled everybody. You don't need to be that. You just need to be yeah. a competitive baseball team. Yeah. And I want to add like the blue Jays got Kirby Yates for five and a half million. That's yeah. You're for, telling me we can't afford that for, for an elite closer like that. That's a, that's a good deal. Garrett, you good. I think he spilled something. That's what <laughs> it looks like. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Help. I need help. I spilled Snapple all over my computer. Called it. <laughs> Sums up this Red Sox offseason. Yeah, really. A big, big time Snapple spill. That's a big mess, bro. I just got a lot of Snapple on me. Is my computer going to be broken now? So back to the <laughs> podcast. What it comes down to is the two paths like I've been talking about. Either you're going to rebuild or you're going to try to spend money and win now. You can't just be in the middle because that accomplishes nothing. That, that gets you as a third-place, fourth-place team that misses the playoffs and gets a bad draft pick. Either rebuild or don't rebuild. Just pick a path. And I don't even think the Red Sox know where they want to be right now because rebuilding is not something Boston is used to or really should be doing. Like, we've talked about this before, how Boston's built up to have one-year, two-year rebuilds. Like, look at 2012 and 2013. That was kind of different, but still the same concept. We are not far away from a competitive team. Like if you think about it, I was thinking last night about like the Kansas city Royals, like they won the world series and then they just couldn't really afford their players and just went totally downhill. We shouldn't be like that. There's no reason to be like that. And also if you look at other teams that are rebuilding, like the Royals or the, the Marlins, the, I don't know, the Tigers or whatever. If you look at those teams who are rebuilding, they don't have players like Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez and Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez and so on. 
because the Red Sox aren't in need of a rebuild. We already have major league talent. I, I keep saying this. I just don't understand what they're doing or what they're trying to do. And it's really frustrating for a fan, especially for a Boston sports fan who's not used to not spending money and not winning. I, I'm really hoping that I, there's still a little bit of time. There's still a little bit of hope that Haim gets on the phone, signs some guys. There's still plenty of guys out there that can make our team better. But we're getting to the point now where if we don't start making moves, it's going to be too late. The time is now. We need to strike. Yeah. And I always say it. If you're not, you know, if you're not doing anything, you're getting worse. And like, as of right now, you know, like I think we can all agree the Red Sox are a fourth place team. So, yeah. And I, I don't think it's close. I think the three teams ahead of us are all clearly better. So, but you know, I, I, I truly believe the Red Sox can be better than the Rays. They can be better than the Blue Jays and they can compete with the Yankees. We've seen it before, you know, you just gotta, you gotta make the moves and, you know, like, are they going to win a world series this year? Probably not. But you know, if they actually invest the money and spend a little bit, they can be pretty close. Like they can, they'll make it back to the playoffs and I think they'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand you can't win the world series every year. I just want a competitive baseball team that I can enjoy watching and feel like has a chance to win a game. Yeah. Like 2020 wasn't that 2019 was just I mean, frustrating because they underachieved. Like that, but it, yeah, they underachieved so much. It was just frustrating and not that fun. I just want a fun team that can compete. Maybe have a shot at the playoffs. Like it, not start out the season and be like, yeah, we don't have a shot. But like actually compete and you can be like, they have a shot. They could make the wild card. They could even like, I don't, they could make a run. You don't know. Just having that, that chance, that possibility that they could make a run is what makes every game worth watching and makes it worth rooting for the team. It's not fun when you're like watching a game and they're losing 13 to two because they don't have any pitching and you got Jeffrey Springs out there tossing 89 mile per hour sliders or like cutters. It would be nice to know when they're going to stop kicking the can down the road because everything we've thought, every take we've had has been, based on the fact that we are saving money now so we can spend tomorrow. And I'm just, how many years is it going to take? You know what I mean? And it's so easy for them just to go, you know, we're, we're building back up. We're working small steps. But when are you going to make the move? Are you, are you waiting for a perfect class of free agents? I don't know if I think that is a very good idea, honestly, fundamentally. Are you, are, what are you waiting for? You know, is one year, what's your, is your outlook going to be different one year from now than it is now? I don't know if it really is. That's a very good point. Who do you yep. have? Are you banking on someone breaking out? Are you banking on a prospect being a star? In the Red Sox organization right now, I don't think we are. I think we kind of know what we have. You know what I mean? Um, so what are you waiting for? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, uh, I just want to read the mission statement personally. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring this up. One of my followers, Reese Knoxville, give him a shout out. He DM'd me um, the other night with some crazy witchcraft math. I went way over my head, but he seemed to try to explain what Haim is thinking. 
Um, and again, it's a very small market team approach, but it kind of gives you some insight on what he could be thinking. So he ran some numbers and basically he basically said that the Red Sox are just trying to get starters who can eat innings because you can spend a lot of money for a Trevor Bauer or a Corey Kluber, or you can get a Julio Tehran and a Martin Perez. They'll pitch double the amount of innings for a fraction of the price, which is a very small market mentality. You maximize your money by going for a stat like innings pitched to try to take pressure off the bullpen and help optimize other parts of your team. Yeah, but is, is the goal of the pitching staff to just eat innings and get through games, or is it to, to win those games? You know what I mean? It seems like it's a very analytical, long-term kind of process, long-term mindset of we need to get this many innings done, how do we do it, instead of just win what's in front of you. But I, I guess, guess what Reese was also saying here, though, is the, the offense is really good. So you can kind of carry the team with your offense as long as you have pitchers covering innings. doesn't really make sense to me, and I, I really don't think it's a method that works in Boston or should be, should be the goal in Boston at all, but that's kind of what he thinks Bloom's thinking is. And the fact that I can't really wrap my mind around it makes me believe that it is what Bloom is thinking because Bloom is very smart but almost in a sense where he's too smart, it kind of goes back to our too many nerds in baseball thing. Sometimes you just got to get a feel for the game and be like, that guy right there, he's a good player. Let's sign him. And not like, let's look at his VORP and see if he can be a good player in the 42-degree the April Sunday matinee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a tough time to be a Boston sports fan, Boston Red Sox fan. I, I miss spending money and wanting a competitive team year in and year out we're definitely in the in the privileged group of baseball fans though with the ability to usually have a team that does that thank god Mm -hmm. we only have three weeks left before spring training starts so i mean like i said the time is now you got to start making moves now you gotta you can't let any of these free if any of these like if we don't sign at least half of the free agents that i want shane green jake odorizzi Alex Colome, whatever. Like, if we don't get a good closing pitcher, another solid reliever, a mid-rotation starter, second base depth, and an outfielder, if we don't get at least half of that, preferably all of that, then that's when we're going to get on this podcast and just start ranting, and that's when we're really going to get mad. But I like to say, I like to maintain a little bit of hope that Heim Bloom is going to turn this around. Because there are so many free agents out there. Unless your name is the the Padres and the Mets or the Blue Jays or the Yankees, you really haven't done much either. Like it's been a pretty slow offseason across the board up until this week. And there's still plenty of free agents out there that we can go get if we decide to spend money. I mean, Trevor Bauer's still out there. I'm not saying that we should get him or I think we're gonna get him, but that's the top free agent, and he's still out there, along with JT Romuto, the second top free agent, he's still out there. And then you still got Plenty of pitchers out there, plenty of utility guys and outfielders. Marcelo Zuna is still out there. I think there, there is still time. There is still hope, but we got to capitalize. We got to turn some interest into deals soon or it's going to be too late. Definitely. Uh, I know we have a lot of questions, so do you want to start with the questions? Wait, yeah. GJ questions? Yes, I Hold do. on, we got a pass. 
Yeah, I saw this. There is not an agreement. All right, so it's not done. I don't know. Maybe the Red Sox can, like, swoop in. <laughs> the deal him. with Brantley is not done. It says the Blue Jays are still kind of working on it, and they're still in on Brantley. Um, a deal may eventually get done, but it's not finished yet. What maybe Heim Bloom... Maybe Heim Bloom is somehow listening, like he hacked our Zoom feed and is listening to us talking. You know what it is? Wow, I got to do something. I know what happened. So notice uh, Brantley signed with the Blue Jays, or the reports came out during the inauguration. Now, this happened because they're in Canada, so they don't know this is going on. Mm -hmm. And Heim Bloom was busy watching it. So now that it's over, he's getting on the phone and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Mike, 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 I got something for you, Mike. And then he just gives him an offer. Maybe he can't resist it. Just saying. No. Maybe he was waiting for like his direct deposit from work to come in. So then he can. Oh, yeah. You know what? He was waiting for that stimmy. That's what it was. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. All right. Would you like some questions from GJ Questions? Yeah. All right. Where do the Sox stand in the playoff race if they are if they are expanded like last year? I mean, are they expanded? Are the playoffs expanded again? Well, I don't. I think so. uh, no, they're, no, wait, I they're think talking they, about it, but it's not guaranteed. If they do expand the playoffs again, that will help the Red Sox a lot. And I mean, that's another reason to go out there, spend money, and build a competitive team because you could have a shot at the playoffs if they expand them. A really good shot. Yep. Yeah. But I, as of right now, if they don't make any more moves, I would probably say they miss the expanded playoffs too. Mm-hmm. Might be there close. Was- I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're just overlooking how good the team can be with Eduardo Rodriguez and Chris Sale back. Even though Chris Sale, by the way, Chris Sale is not coming back until late July or August, as he's projected. So, serious thing, right there. Yeah, it sounds like it would be smart to go out there and get a starting pitcher to fill his spot. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. probably. We don't know a lot about this upcoming season, honestly. I mean, we know spring training happens, but. There are a few question marks because I, I remember reading reports about like there. I just hope the season goes on well without hurdles because right now the MLB and as of today, the NHL are having a little bit of hiccups with Corona and everything. Um, hopefully the MLB is easy. They did well last time. So we'll see. I mean, but, um, pop, maybe it's just like the Red Sox want to wait for all the COVID stuff to be over before they start building a team. That could Maybe. be it too. There's a lot of question marks about money. Yeah, that I could mean, be the, it. People think the Pats did that, so you know it's it's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of smart. I mean, if you're not going to play a full season, why do you want to spend full money on players for that season? Like, especially with the the free agent class that's coming up after the season with all the shortstops, Trevor Story, Javier Baez, and and so on. It, it kind of makes sense to – I don't want to start defending the Red Sox for not doing anything right now. They should definitely be doing stuff, but that could be kind of what they're thinking is. Yeah. There's a lot of question marks. I just hope everything runs smoothly. It goes right into this next question. Are we going to have limited fans in the ballpark this season? I definitely don't think so. Really? Um, nah, not in Massachusetts. Just the way that we have this idea of – and I don't want to sound like mean to my home state, but we have this idea of like we're better than everyone and we need to set an example. <laughs> Um, and I truly believe that that example is, you know, no fans in the stands, at least for a while. I mean, I guess in theory, if it's like late summer, you'll see if you have a shot. But I mean, then if again, they get like enough people vaccinated, 
then maybe it's on the table. Well, I don't think the vaccinations are going to get there. I mean, the MLB was hoping to get players vaccinated and they, they kind of gave up on that a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess in theory, my personal opinion is if you get like enough of the old people vaccinated, then you can start saying like, all right, if you are feel comfortable coming to the ballpark, that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, once you're in the ballpark, it's pretty fine because you can be spaced out in a giant sea of seats. Oh, it definitely, it's totally it's outdoors. The issue it's, is getting in. Yeah. Because you have the, the turnstiles and the small gates and all the, the crowds of people trying to get in the ballpark usually. So that's the difficult part. I know there's definitely going to be fans in at least some stadiums around the MLB, and there's probably going to be a lot more around playoffs because around then it should be a lot better. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like in Boston. I don't know how it's going to – like it might start off with none and then they'll eventually allow like 25% in and then maybe 50 towards the end of the season. Who knows? Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be counting on – like I wouldn't go out and get some tickets for opening day. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. U-G-O-U-T, DUGOUT. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the baseball podcast where we talk about baseball. Um that we do. I ask questions about baseball. Here's the next one. Boston yeah. <laughs> Grafso 2 asks, rank the likelihood of being called up this year. Tristan Casas, Jeter Downs, Brian Mata. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, and Jay Groom. Oh, add Duran Duran to the most likely to be called up question. Okay. Uh, I'd say Duran, Mata, Downs, Casas, Groom. In order, yeah. most likely to least likely. I haven't read Groom's name in a long time. I don't think Groom yeah. is ever going to make it to the majors, honestly. Yeah, he he just completely disappeared off the face of the earth for a couple of years there. Who knows? Tell him they should have just ponied up to Mookie Betts and please get some pitchers. Yeah, yeah, I, like that. yeah I, I, yeah. Uh, I stand by that. I defended the Mookie deal for a while, but I'm really starting to come around on it, and and I'm starting to. Well, I mean, I thought that it was the best deal and the best thing to do based on what the Red Sox were willing to do in terms of not pay him. I think they should have paid him, but um, they they if they weren't going to pay him, that was yeah. the best deal to do, I guess, instead of just letting him walk in free agency after that year. But they should have paid him. That would have been nice. It still hurts to see Mookie Betts in another uniform. Uh, my friend Liam, shout out Liam, he is so mad at John Henry and the Red Sox administration for trading Mookie Betts that he's become a Dodgers fan in 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 part, kind of. That's fake. John, John Henry's a coward. He hasn't spoken to the media since Mookie got traded. I don't even, yeah. I don't know if he knows that Mookie got traded, honestly. No, no, he was the one that ordered it, and he just didn't speak to the media. Yeah. Um, should we just should we sign Trevor Bauer? I mean, sure. No. Yes, but no at the same time. You know, if you're That's gonna my, suddenly yeah. spend money, I'd I'd use it to get multiple guys instead of one. Open guys, you know. Yeah, they're not getting Bauer. They're not, they're not getting anyone. No chance. We're gonna finish in fourth place again. Fourth place is the worst place to finish. 
You guys can't go into denial yet. We have a whole season of podcasting. Whole season of pain. Denial about, nah, they're not going to do anything. They're, it's not good. They're going to suck. I mean, it's probably reality, but like we got to pretend for a little bit more longer. I want my expectations to start out that they're just going to be 0 162 so they can only go up from there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember last year being like, they got to win like, they got to win like four out of six and they won like one game. <laughs> first six games. Like, this, this first six game road trip isn't important. They won like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, not a question, but make um, <laughs> but make this a poll, please. Is Hyam Bloom fumbling the bag? Oh, I did post. I want to talk. About, I did post a poll. Um, this was before the Brantley news and the other quotes, but I posted: Do you trust Hyam Bloom? Do you have faith in Hyam Bloom? I was shocked to see that forty-five percent of my followers said yes. I was expecting it to be much more. Um, towards the no on that, but 45% said yes, which is 490 people, and 606 people said no. They don't trust Heimblum. I, I voted yes. As of today, I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't really know. Yeah. It's yeah. more that I don't trust the Red Sox front off, like the Red Sox ownership at this point, based on what Sam Kennedy just said about how they're building up instead of going all in. I think that's more where the problem is rooted. And I think that is why they brought in Heim Bloom is because they, they want to, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, we don't know. We don't know if they're going to be able to pull the trigger and start signing people. We don't know if Heim Bloom's idea right now is to pull the trigger and start signing people. How the heck do you judge him on his ability to get free agents? If he's a not allowed to, or has no intention of doing so, you know what I mean? Do I have faith in him? If he, do I want him as our, our guy? If he doesn't want to sign anyone, maybe not. But I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like there's an organizational goal, and right now it's not make a big splash like we kind of wanted to. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if or, they told us. It would. Be. They would never yeah. do that. <laughs> we just have to reserve judgment for years and years. And years. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. All right. Um, players we must sign. What well, matters? Definitely need get... a reliable reliever. Yeah, but it matters if we want to look. Finish in fourth place or actually compete. We don't need to sign anyone. I feel like everyone kind of just wants to lose at this point. I mean, anyway. I have the mindset where I enjoy winning sports games. And being all right, so if we're going to gonna win sports games, who do we need to sign, Jason? Go. We need a reliable reliever who can be a closer, another reliable reliever who can be a setup guy, uh, mid rotation starter, second base slash utility depth, like a Kike Hernandez, and then an outfielder. Sheesh, that's a lot. Because if we don't trade Benny, then we still only have three outfielders and we need another because Hunter Renfro was never supposed to be a starter. So we need a starting outfielder. At this point, I think the most likely signing of all those guys is the least important one, the second base utility. Kike Hernandez seems to be the closest deal. Hey, hey, the fans would love Kike. I know that. We would, but But I'd I'd love a, a good closer or a good starting pitcher a little bit more than a fan favorite if you don't mind i'll throw out some names that we should we should be looking at at um so first i'm gonna go jake odorizzi then alex mm-hmm. colome shane green uh kike so all the ones then, i said <laughs> yeah and then my boy eddie rosario or marcelo zuna you know whichever whichever one 
Yeah. Like I said to Joey before we got on, if you're going to go with a guy who can't field, I'd rather have Ozuna. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. All right. What is your season outlook size projection for the Sox? Right now, as is, it, you would Rough. be lying to yourself if you didn't say like fourth place kind of thing. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. I can yeah. I can see them being better than the Rays if things go relatively well. Yeah, really, but really I don't well. see them. I don't see them being better than third place at this point unless they make some moves. Mm-hmm. And I don't see them making the playoffs at this point unless they make some moves. Um, chances at Trevor Bauer, I think they're relatively low. They're I'd say about six percent. Well, we can't spend. If we can't spend five million for Kirby Yates or eleven million for Corey Kluber, we're not going to spend like forty million for Trevor Bauer. And why would we do that when we, you know, if we don't think we're a piece away? That's the kind of guy that gets you to that threshold. We're because he wants a one-year deal too. Yeah. So it just makes no sense. Woohoo! We get him. That's great. Now we have no bullpen, and we have we get one year of Trevor Bauer pitching on a team that goes. 70 and 92. Yep. Yeah. And like we have sale coming back. In theory, if sale comes kind back, of. they're like, we want to play it conservatively. So we even end up seeing this no, season. In theory, if sale comes back, even not this season, but for next season, it's the same as getting a Trevor Bauer for one year because you still have a great pitcher on a sucky team looking towards that next year anyway. You know what I mean? So if sale comes back healthy, it's not like we really need at all Bauer. Anyway, um, why hasn't the Red Sox signed a new one good? It's a good question. I don't know. I guess they don't want to. That's what I mean. Small market team. Yeah. Um, is it too early to give up on Hyam? I would say no, because I don't know what the organization's goal is right now. If I see the guy trying to make big moves, if I see the guy trying to bring the team to the, to the championship caliber that I know we can be soon – but then he fails. Like if he makes the attempt and then he fails, I, I'm done. I'm out. But right now, knowing that he hasn't given it a shot. So, I, yes, it's too early then. I mean, we're interested in everyone, but we're that. offering them a dollar fifty. Like, yeah, you know. I love the, the how they're looking for very team friendly deals, not just yeah, team friendly like, deals, very team friendly. Hey, 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 Springer, Springer, what do you say? Like $200? <laughs> Listen, George, I can give you 250 in a Fenway Frank, but I can't go any more than that. <laughs> and that way the reporters are like, Red Sox met with George Springer. There is interest. Yeah, I, that's go. the I funny mean, part. Is how they're, they're interested in everybody. And it's just like, hey, George, you, you want to come to Boston? Like, yeah, sure. What are you going to offer me? Oh, we're not going to offer anything. We just want to see if you're interested <laughs> so we can say that we're interested. Well, no, just, hey, I what can a- you offer me? Uh, 20. 20 million? No, 20 bucks. (laughs) I have a three question or comment segment that um, from Mikey G9 that fits in very well to the conversation. He starts off by saying, I'm so tired for not doing anything this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Big name guys out there. We don't even reach out. And then he says, go after Bauer, Springer, Kluber, offer them a contract, at least see what they say. I mean, they probably offered offered them them a contract. contract. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Once again, for like 20, not million. I saw that dollars. the Red Sox were close to Corey Kluber, but they wanted to structure the contract differently. So I could see them being like, okay, we can give you 11 million, but we just have to space it out over like the next 30 years and like small payments. They definitely had some weird complex plan that's just, and he was like, no, I'm just going to take 11 million from the Yankees. Get out of here. 
I mean, like, he was right to go to the Yankees. They're a better situation right now. They're closer to win now, even though they're not going to win. But We could be at the point where, like, free agents look at the Red Sox and they're like, why would I want to go there? They, they don't seem to know what they're doing. They don't have a path. They're just kind of stuck in the middle. So It is a little worrying. It is. Yeah. A but we, we just do. We have top-end talent. You know what I mean? We have a few pieces that are, like, you as a player, like, damn, that – they got some skill at least i'm not a player yeah. i don't know i figured that's what they would think well they they know better than that's I what do. bothers me we're just we're so close yet they choose to not be close yeah. mm-hmm. which player out there do you want the socks to grab the most at this point didn't we make a list earlier a little bit yeah okay um, but the, the number one player that i want to get would probably be this could be i mean it was michael brantley but he's gone i would say shane green or at least some closer I've talked about this before, how it was nice back when we had Kimbrell and he was good. When he came into the game in the ninth and we had like a, a two-run lead or even a one-run lead most of the time, you knew the game was over. I haven't had that feeling since he left with Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier, closer by committee. You haven't had that feeling in a long time. So I would love to get back to having our, our bullpen be somewhat, well, not like it was ever reliable, but having a closer that's reliable, a closer who can come in when you have a lead and not blow it. And not have Matt Barnes be that guy who comes in and blows the game 55% of the time. Even if you're up by like three, four runs, he gives up a, a grand slam and then a solo homer back to back. Like, yeah, it's just insane how bad he is at that. Would you sign Matt Moore, Arietta, Shishek? That's how you pronounce that name, right? Shishek. I'm pretty sure. I'd toss a couple shekels to Shishek. <laughs> or Workman to help our pitching staff. Workman's not coming back. No. Um, I wouldn't mind C-Shek, honestly. C-Shek we should have got like three it's C-Shek? Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I never hear these names spoken. You thought it was C-Shek? Yes. <laughs> Steve C-Shek. Oh, whatever. That's how like a guy from like the, the 40s would say it. When I was Steve younger, C-Shek. When I was younger, reading, I didn't know how to pronounce Hermione. So I just kind of like, and because I only read it, I never like saw the movie or heard anyone say Hermione. I just kind of made up, I called her like Hermanoi or something. I, <laughs> Every time I saw it, I would just kind of be too lazy to like read it and sound it out. H dog. So then I was like, "Who the hell is Hermione?" When I saw the movie for the first time, yeah, because I didn't know. Because like, because I always read the name, I never spoke the name. Anyway, that's the best when you're reading a book and like it's a, a weird name and you pronounce it one way, and then you watch yeah. like a movie or hear someone else talk about it, and it's drastically different. Bro, one of the Pokemon games, there was a girl named Bianca, and I I've never heard the name Bianca, even though it's a pretty common name. Um, so I just call her Binkia the whole time until my mom calls Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Whatever. Um, I forget which Pokemon game I was, but I bet someone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Um, with Lester signed, who are we realis- realistically going to sign or signing that will be unexpected? It'd be awesome if we got Lester. Yes. Nice. I mean, he was asking to come back. He's like, hey, I'm a free agent. I would love to and, end my career where it started. And the Red Sox had interest in literally everybody but him, it seems like. Yeah. I constantly saw there was never going to be a union. The Red Sox were never interested in that. They're interested in everybody except him for some reason. It's <laughs> come on. If you're going to have a bad down year for whatever reason, give you us mean- something to kind of enjoy, like a, a John Lester reunion. Yeah. After last reunion. year, you need to make your, your team watchable care about the fans like i saw a red sox official being like said that yeah we know it's excruciating for the fans like great now what are you gonna do about it you're important 
Yeah. It's it's like basic business. Your customers. It's important. Especially when like you're you're not having fans in person. You know, it's no guarantee that they're gonna take time out of their day every day to watch the game on on TV. Mm-hmm. So you got to make your product even more watchable because the experience of going to Fenway is gone. So, you know, it's just <laughs> more watchable. Like how, when they made the games later last season, that, that was the dumbest thing. Every other team in the majors made their games earlier. There were a lot of six o'clock games and I thought that was genius. Meanwhile, the insufferable oaf Sam Kennedy is like, well, we think seven thirty would be a great time because everybody's home at that time. But I'm not staying up until 10:30 to watch the end of the game and watch Jeffrey Springs mop yeah, up exactly. an 11 to two ball game. Dustin Pajoya at this point should retire. Yeah. Uh yeah, that it's saves a lot of money. It'd be nice. Yeah, that would be really yeah, nice. It, they there was a report saying that he's expected to announce his retirement this month. We'll talk about that when that happens. But it's about time. I mean. I wish that he could have played more. I wish that he could have got like an actual farewell, uh, something like yeah, a last, last game, game or something. Um, but at this point, you just got to throw in the towel and yeah, all the it career. sucks. And the way it ended is just terrible. Like Machado is, he has a big responsibility in that. It's not entirely his fault, but you know, like we can't forget. I mean, that slide is, was really, like the nail in the coffin, kind of. People are still mad at Pedroia throwing his teammates under the bus. He was just I holding that a, whole narrative. Yeah. That was a weird. Just holding them accountable. I don't know. That was a weird, weird. That's something a captain should do, and that's what he was like. You know, if he's yeah, a captain, well, doesn't promote headhunting. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The guy that that follows me on TikTok. Um, Noah Frezza, I think that's him. I'm pretty sure. Super Bowl picks, just real quick. Hmm. The baseball, but. I would love Bills Bucks. So would I. That's really yeah, what too. I want. To that would be really good. I think that's going to happen if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. I, I'm taking the Bucks over the Packers, but um, yep. if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, I'll take the Bills. If he does play, I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, I I've stopped grieving. I hope Brady just goes out there and gets seven. Exactly. I'm 100% the same way. I'm over it. I just want Brady to do well now. I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan forever. So mm-hmm. you know, wherever he may be, I don't like anyone else on the Bucks besides him and Gronk. I don't like Mike Evans because I had him in fantasy at one point, and it was <laughs> horrific given his inconsistencies. Bruce Arians, I absolutely hate. I hate him too. I can't stand that guy. Oh, my God. For, them, for him to then come out and have the nerve to say like, New England didn't give them freedom. Yeah. When, like, yeah. his problem all year was... Uh, I don't know. It it's, a, just, was, it's, it's just it's just kind of petty. Like, I don't he know. He went out with the media and whined about Tom Brady all year. And all yeah, of a sudden, he, he did. So and he, he kept throwing... Best. I'm so yeah, interested in you New England people. I don't... Yeah. Brady should have... You know, it should have never gotten to a point where Brady had to leave. But he did have to leave. That's how I view it. But you know what? Six rings, that's plenty. Yeah. Uh who do you think will be a second baseman this year? Who knows? <laughs> I mean 
Chavis, maybe. Probably like, it's probably just going to be a total platoon with Michael Chavis. Maybe we get Kike Hernandez. He's in there sometimes. Christian Arroyo could be there for some dumb reason. He shouldn't be. Um, not CJ Chatham, I can tell you that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too mad about it. Like he was I don't think he was ever gonna have an impact. I know he was like a top whatever prospect, but given our farm system, that doesn't hold a lot of value. Yeah. I mean he was on this podcast, which is the only reason I'm like kind oh, of oh, oh, oh. I think so sad. I, I actually don't remember that. I'm sorry, CJ. Yeah, uh, I did that one on my own, but uh yeah. No. No, I, you I, know what? I am heartbroken to see him go. He was tragic. a great, that was he was a a great player, even better person. <laughs> just, oh. oh man, everyone who comes on this podcast is an absolutely just such a nice guy to be able to reach out to fans like us. You got to be yeah. special. You got to get Martin Perez on this now. Why TF did Hyam Bloom trade CJ Chatham? That's a great question because he was a t- pretty high prospect and they didn't get anything in return. And a great friend of the podcast. But they, got, right. they got money. They got cash. To be fair, that player to be named later could be somebody good. David Ortiz was a player to be named later. So was Michael Brantley. That's right. Okay. That's you never know. Great. Or it could be just cash. <laughs> but David Ortiz was... Did anyone know who David Ortiz was when no. he was yeah, the Twins? I think uh, he was a player to be named later from the Mariners to the Twins. I don't know. Uh, that's probably – I think that's what it was. All right. With Perez signed, are the Red Sox out on Oradizzi or another caliber guy like that? Say that again? Who? Now that we signed Perez, are yeah. the Red Sox out on a player like Oradizzi? <laughs> or, I'm sorry. I said it right the first time. Sure. Oradizzi? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or another guy in that same caliber. Um, uh, so when they first signed Perez back, I immediately saw all the reporters being like, this doesn't mean that they're out on Odorizzi. Odorizzi can still happen. But then there was that other report, I'm trying to find it, where they were like, um, the Martin Perez signing takes the Red Sox out of the running, out of the mix for some of the bigger name free agents. So I'm not really sure where they stand on that. However, he did say, here it is. While the Red Sox may add another starter, source says Perez signing has taken some very real candidates out of the mix. Nice. So I originally kind of freaked out to that being like, oh no, we're not going to sign anyone now. But I've kind of come to interpret that as we've been taken out of the mix of some other candidates in terms of like, if we sign Odorizzi, then we don't need anyone else. So all those other candidates are out of the mix, but I still think we're in on Odorizzi. Okay. Or it could just be another Red Sox going to toss their interest out there and pretend like they're doing something, but then not actually sign him. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably more likely, but yeah. I'll hope that you're right. All right. Um, uh, uh, where do you see us in three years? Hopefully spending money, I'd say. <laughs> the MLB yeah. predicted us to win the World Series. I years. saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. What, so I mean, it makes perfect sense because it's like every five years, the Red Sox, it seems like the Red Sox just like come out of nowhere Yeah, and, yeah. Make, and, and, and make a World Series. And whenever they make the World Series, they don't lose it. So, I mean, if all of our prospects work out, we could have a crazy good lineup with like, Duran, Dahlbeck, 
Casas, Jeter Downs. Yeah, hopefully they all pan out well. Every single one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I saw we- Tristan Casas take BP in spring training. Uh, he, he, he's a big dude. Good, at, good analysis. Good, Joey. At, good at hit. Very good strong. Hit. Good yep. at hit. Um, Joey, you're on. Ready? Yeah. Porque Astamos Esperando Tonto para firmar a un buen abridor. Sí, un poquito. Sí. Did you understand that? Sí. Oh, God. So I'm going I'm to show it up to the camera. Porque estamos esperando tanto para firmar a un. Um, let me. I think I think Esperando is wait. <laughs> yeah, waiting. Isn't, isn't okay, so it's some, why? Bro, just plug this yeah. whole thing into Google Translate. Dude. I'm doing that now. Why is the team waiting why, to sign? Yeah, why are we waiting to That's sign? Yeah, so it, it, it's saying like, why is the team waiting so long? To sign a good starter. Now you have to respond in Spanish. Uh, yeah, please. Porque uh, la oficina es estúpida y plug it in real quick. Como let's see. Y... Mosta? No, 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 no. Y... Es Estan lentas. All right. I mean, it means there's, it means there's, they're slow. All right. We hear David Ortiz's take on the situation. Hey, man. Uh, We takes way too long to sign these free agents, man. I mean, most of them off the board now. I thanks God I'm not a free agent right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's all I got to say, man. He'd help us. Can he come back? Oh, yeah. Let's you sign think he could pitch? Yeah, he could pitch. Massey Ooh, was dead, you know what? I saw something about Mitch Moreland possibly. Like the Red Sox have interest in Mitch Moreland. Oh, yeah, that, that would mean, be that'd be good. Mitch Moreland is certainly a living, breathing human, so of course we have interest. Yep. <laughs> but hey, but may, maybe we want him to start. Yeah, make a sandwich after this. Do we have more questions? <laughs> No, that's all, that's all the questions. I'm posting that as a quote. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah. I am, though. It's going to be really good. Um, what my kind of sandwich? Mom, my girlfriend's mom got me Chipotle aioli from um, Stonewall Kitchen. And Stonewall Kitchen is very expensive. So for her to get me Chipotle aioli. It's, She's making it's more awful. moves than the Red Sox. Bro, yep. it's, like seven, it's like $7 a little thing of sauce. But it's really good. So to Nicole's mom, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for the questions. Um, this is our first episode in 2021, by the way. Woo-hoo. I just realized that we haven't. We're gonna start to do episodes more often, I think, because we're getting close to spring training, and once the the season starts, we go back to every week. Um, we might try to stick to every other week right now. I do want to do this more often, though, now that we're not in the total dead offseason that most of this offseason was. Now that things are happening and now there's stuff to criticize again, uh, we can hop back on here more often. Yep. I really hope that the next time we hop on here, 
we're going to have some good news. I, as much as I do want to come on here and just start screaming, I'm really hoping that the Red Sox actually make some moves and gives us, give us some things to be happy about. Some, when was the last time we praised the Red Sox for something? Oh, it's been forever. <laughs> it has. It would. Alex Cora coming back. That was yeah. One, I guess. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah, but whenever I mean, I'm sad about the Red Sox, it. I just remember that. I wasn't all that psyched about it. Very glad he's back. Yeah, I, I don't. He may not be glad he's back, depending on how this team <laughs> shapes up. <laughs> I mean, they weren't all that good when he came in, were they? They were okay. They were good, actually. What do you mean when he came in? Like when he came in in 2018, they won the World Series. <laughs> They were they weren't over the hump in 2017 because they had to add a couple pieces. Didn't they add JD after 2017, or am I going crazy? Yeah, they added Cora and JD. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like they were. It's not like he knew they were going to win a World Series the first year he came in here. So maybe he comes out and surprises us again. He did win. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. He put pictures up on his wall of every game, so maybe he did know. The 2017 team wasn't ready to go. We were like, we got first place, but we couldn't hit any home runs, and then we didn't we lose to the Yankees? Was 2017 was our first year without Ortiz, right? Yes, that's why. We just couldn't hit a single home run. Yeah, hit a single home run. And then, so we had a need for something, and then we went out in the offseason and actually signed somebody to fill that need. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, we needed a DH, and we got a DH. And, and then not just won the a World DH, Series. the best DH. It's almost like signing guys to fill your needs actually helps you build a better team. Nah, dude, that's, that's crazy. Why would that... A poverty franchise like us could never... <laughs> Small market team, yeah. Well, that should do it for this week. Um closing statement is please pay Raphael Devers if you're not going to sign anybody at least sign him mm-hmm. yes Don't let the Mookie situation happen again please I beg you um, sign some guys do some stuff give me a competitive team I can enjoy watching and not want to turn off halfway through because the start is out of the game in the third inning and you're just in a bullpen disaster with guys you've never heard of from that haven't pitched since like 2014 or came from Japan or whatever just a boy might kick him. Um, yeah, is there anything else we want to touch on? I don't know. I'll, I'll say it one more time because I'd love to run this back if I get it right. Jake Odorizzi, Shane Green, Alex Colome, Kiki Hernandez, and an outfielder, I was going to say Brantley, but he's gone. So Rosario, maybe. Jack Peterson, somebody. Marcel Ozuna. Marcel Ozuna. But- Mike Trout, somebody. Make it happen. Mookie Betts, maybe trade back for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that should do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.